0: Come along to Championship Drill and what will be our final show on the World Cup. We may have a special show at some stage as well, but um, until then, um, uh, until then, we're going to go through the World Cup, not talk too much about third, fourth place playoff because it's a game that doesn't matter that much, um, but what a final we had and there's a lot to talk about in the final and uh, trying to unpack all of that is nuts. We're also going to have maybe... We can think of our goal of the tournament, maybe a few standout players, and we'll pick our team at the tournament each as well. Uh so yeah. I suppose start quickly with yesterday. I suppose not much to say about it really. Croatia beat Morocco.
1: Yeah, the first half was good, second half was dire. I don't want to use the word dire, but it was borderline. <laughs> it wasn't very good. No, we, well, we knew that before we even went into it. We knew Absolutely. we knew what we were getting. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was surprised by the lineups. I thought they'd give other lads a chance.
0: Yeah, they usually do, don't they, in that one? Um, and yeah. it's it's a strange one. It really is. So what I would say really then is not much more to say about that. Croatia finished third in the World Cup again. I think that's the third time they finished third in the World Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah. and the team um, that came out afterwards is Modric is going to continue playing from <laughs> um, the thing is.
0: You're 18 months from the European Championships. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're not that far away from it. Oh,
1: no, 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 not really, no.
0: Um,
1: so that that's kind of the way it is, I guess. I suppose that would be his last performance. Where Where is the next Euros? Where, uh, oh, I'm just curious.
0: Where is it, indeed? Is it Spain? I can't, no, Germany, is it?
1: 2024. Uh, Euro 2024. Uh, Germany, yeah. You're right, yeah. Yeah, it's curious. curious. I wasn't sure where I was,
0: yeah. Um, so I, I suppose on to the final, and it was
1: a mad final in some ways, yeah. It's you know what? It was typical of this world cup. The first half was drab, drift and drab, and then all shit hit yeah, in the second half.
0: Now, when we talked about the build up to this final, one of the things we talked about is Di Maria. We were like, Yeah. He hasn't played much this World Cup, but you just had a feeling he could do something against France, just the way that the French team is. Okay, at yeah. the back. Yeah. Um, obviously the Argentinian manager is a fan of is a fan of our podcast. He was listening to us. Yeah. And he put uh, Di Maria in from the start and he had a huge impact in that first half. But well, he played him in the left. Played him on the left, rather than well. I suppose Messi likes to play on the right. We talked about that. That maybe if he brought in Di Maria, would he move Messi, or would he, or would he move Di Maria from the right? But um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was really strong.
1: Yeah, no, he um, he was phenomenal in the first half. Brilliant. I mean, I think
0: Tad lucky to get the penalty.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a dive. It looked really iffy. Uh, There's
0: a tiny bit of contact, yeah. but he goes down very, very easily, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, I th- I would have said no penalty, but again, me
0: too. He was he was looking for that. I think.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of borderline decisions that we will get there, but
0: yeah, and I think there's been a lot of them this World Cup. And There
1: should have been a red card in this game as well.
0: Absolutely, uh, and I cannot understand why it why it isn't one. And we'll get to that later on, I suppose. Yeah, um, I think it was crazy. I really do. Um. I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't believe it wasn't but yeah a red me- card, but there you go. In
1: fact, I think there should have been a few red cards in this. Yeah, card. no, there was a few dodgy, straining tackles that were a bit Um important.
0: Also, I think Fernandez was booked early on for Argentina. Very lucky he wasn't sent off. Because mm-hmm. I think he put in about another three or four fouls after he was booked. <coughs> like all of them could have been a second yellow card. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, So I think Argentina were very lucky that way. I think they've been officiated very weirdly throughout the whole tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think they've got an awful lot of favorable calls their way. Um yeah. and sometimes that can happen, I suppose, when you've won the best players of all time playing for you. Yeah. Sometimes referees oh, yeah. get a bit intimidated by that.
1: Oh yeah. Big time.
0: Um, I, I'm not suggesting there's like mad corruption or anything like that. Oh, no.
1: It's
0: it's it's just it can be intimidating. and um, you used to have it in the Premier League with Alex Ferguson, you know, referees oh, yeah. would often be afraid to give something against United at Old Trafford.
1: Big time. Um
0: What's know, for a long, with- long time.
1: What's the story at the refs? Because I thought it was a different fella I was supposed to be refereeing you. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh That wasn't the ref that was down two days ago for this match. We had a Polish referee for this one. Yeah. Um,
0: um, I thought the ref was okay. A couple of decisions I think he got wrong. Like yeah. I said, there could have been a few sendings off. But I thought he was okay. But I think, again, a lot of the 50-50s went Argentina's way. Um, and I... I thought it was a very dubious penalty. I honestly thought VAR were going to have the ref go and check that.
1: Oh, yeah. But it's
0: one of those where there is contact, so it's kind of hard to overturn once the ref gives it. I think if the ref doesn't give it, they also, VAR says no penalty as well. I think they were just going to go along with the ref there. Tough one. But whatever about the first goal, second goal was something else. Beautiful move. Messi involved in it. Wonderful touch from Messi to set the counter-attack on the way. and. and then Alexis McAllister, who for me, forget about Mbappe, forget about Messi, he was up
1: there with man of the match. Yeah, all he had an outstanding game. Where he was running and he was everywhere. he was everywhere. Um, Unbelievable! They were, the a, they were telling a story about his uh, his family in Dublin were like. Yeah,
0: he, yeah. As we all know, there's a lot of Argentinians um, who are descendants from Ireland um, during the famine and that. An awful lot of Irish, uh, everyone knows the Irish went to like Scotland and Liverpool and, you know, Boston, New York, but an awful lot of Irish went to Argentina, um, which makes a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense in some ways because of the language barrier, but yeah. it was very Catholic country. It was very farming country, very rural country. So it made a lot of sense that that would be somewhere the Irish would go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I remember doing an article years ago for a newspaper on uh, hurling in Argentina and how hurling was a massive sport in Argentina for such a long time. Um, even being reported in like national press and that there for the longest time. So yeah, big Irish connection there. So not surprised that someone on the team has an Irish connection back
1: along the line. Um, he's going to be really on the radar now for someone to buy. Um, Especially
0: when you're at a club like Brighton, who are not the richest club in the world.
1: I know it might not happen in January, but definitely come the summer time.
0: But I mean, if someone offers Brighton 50, 60 million for him, it's going to be yeah. hard to turn that down.
1: Oh, yeah, I'd, say, I'd say they'd be hard to turn that down. And also, they, the other guy, gets, you know, so their boatman yeah. feeders could be leaving.
0: Yeah, but I do think McAllister was kind of starting to get on the radar a little bit because he is their leading goal scorer this season. Yeah. But he's had a great World Cup. He's, uh, he's and great. I thought he was brilliant in the final, I really did.
1: And he's still only 21. Uh,
0: yeah, and he set up the goal for Di Maria, who took it really, really well, it has to be said. Um you could see how much it meant to him too, he was in tears after he scored. And then nothing happened essentially for about forty minutes.
1: Yeah, that that's what I was gonna to get to because people out there are putting it off as this is the greatest match they've ever seen, like but No.
0: I don't think I think it was from about eighty <laughs> minutes until penalties.
1: Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But the first 80 minutes were dire. France didn't even have a shot goal until they got to 10. And I think it's the excitement of the comeback. So I'm with you. I think anyone who says this was a brilliant, brilliant final, I can agree with you to a point. I think the last 10 minutes and extra time were very exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the first first, five minutes were okay as well. Yeah, Uh,
0: but the first 80 minutes were pretty dreadful. From the Di Maria goal to the 80 minutes especially. Yeah. At like 45 minutes or whatever it was. That was awful.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't great. You know, There was hardly
0: a save made by either goalkeeper. But there was a lock
1: on. France didn't have an actual shot at even off target. Nothing.
0: Nothing, no shots at all. I think if the stack came up on about 74 minutes. They didn't have one. And then I think Mbappe fired one over and someone headed one wide. Yeah. And suddenly they started playing a little bit. And then kind of out of nothing, Mbappe got in behind Adam Mendy who pulled them back, penalty, I think this one definitely was a penalty, but I have no idea how he isn't sent off. Mbappe is literally about to score. He's true on goal. He's the last man The rule, as far as I'm aware, is if you just deny a goal-scoring opportunity, the only caveat being, if it's a genuine attempt to play the ball, you get a yellow card Mm -hmm. as opposed to a red. So if you're genuinely trying to tackle someone and they beat you with a bit of skill and you bring them down in the box, penalty, yellow card instead of penalty, red. Yeah. But pulling someone back is not a genuine attempt to play the ball.
1: Oh, he clearly caught his arm. Yeah,
0: we see reds. I have no idea how it's not a right card. I really don't. And I'd love for the referee to explain why it's not a right card. And it's something I didn't see the, the well, the whatever. I didn't know what broadcast you were watching, but the one right. I was on, nobody seemed to mention it.
1: RT, I was on. Did they mention it at all? Not really, no.
0: Yeah. I thought
1: it was really bizarre. Even afterwards, because I was watching the game yeah. and stuff, they were just saying it was just a penalty, and that was it.
0: Yeah, I I don't understand that because it's Mbappe. He's you saw what he did for his second goal. Yeah, he is literally about to score a goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, um, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, and they could have changed the game. To be fair, it would have absolutely changed the game. So. Anyway, so that's 80 minutes. Mbappe steps up. Really good penalty, I thought. Because Martinez is good at saving him. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful strike into the corner. Martinez gets a hand to it. And then, what, a minute later, the ball, Thuram plays the ball forward. Mbappe's in behind him again. And what a strike that
1: was. That's my favourite goal of the the match.
0: Yeah, Uh, I think it might be my favourite goal of the tournament. I thought it was just... With the pressure and everything on it,
1: yeah, he it's he, he, like a man dragging a team by the scruff of the neck.
0: <laughs> he really was. It was just he decided, I'm going to bring France back into this. And I think it's it—it's kind of fitting because we saw maybe the end of Messi in the world stage yeah. um, in a big, big tournament. Yeah. Um, I'm sure 39 at the next World Cup, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, never say never, I suppose, but I think it would be a bit ridiculous for him to do that. Um, The issue, though, is like we saw what Mbappe did for France, yeah. and the thing is, is is the way these things go in cycles, and they talk about how Messi might be the greatest player of all time now. Yeah, like Mbappe is only 24, and that was his second World Cup final.
1: Yeah, and he also now has the most goals in a final ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, Messi might be the world's greatest player for the next six or seven years before Mbappe or Haaland become the greatest player of all
1: time. Mbappe in four years' time is going to be scary. Yeah. It's gonna
0: be frightening, it really is. No. Um think of what he's done. Now people will say, Oh yeah, but he's in you know he's in a silly league in France or whatever. He might be, but his goal scoring record is phenomenal. Plus, I think Kylian Mbappe leaves PSG this summer.
1: Yeah, you you think he would. He she needs to go somewhere.
0: And the reason I think that is everyone was talking about this new deal he signed. It was only a two year contract.
1: Yeah.
0: He's out of contract the end of next season. <coughs> yeah. So, PSG have him for one more year. This summer is when they're going to have to cash in on him. Now, who can afford him? I don't know. Hopefully, really not great. Man City, because then that and Holland up front would be ridiculous.
1: Madrid, they uh, might
0: as well just not play the Premier League anymore. Yeah.
1: But, um, Madrid watching. Can
0: Real Madrid go for him, given what the president said about him and calling him a traitor and all that kind of nonsense? I
1: know, yeah. Uh,
0: he might have burnt his bridges with Real Madrid. Um, and I don't know who else can afford him, to be honest, outside of those two clubs.
1: No um, one.
0: No one, Newcastle. I mean, weirder things have happened, but I doubt but it.
1: Weirder things have happened, but I doubt Um,
0: Weirder things have happened, but I, I doubt it. Um, probably going to just end up at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking, maybe. But uh, yeah, I think he does need to get out of PSG if he really wants to compete with, like, Messi's and Ronaldo's to be considered one of the best of all time. Pelé, Maradona. Um, But yeah, so France then with Mbappe second and then we're headed to extra time. And you think going into extra time France are going to win it because they were just on top. Yeah, they were
1: battering them. No, you're right. I thought so. And then Argentina turned it on again. Yeah.
0: And they looked like they were going to score in that first half of extra time. Uh, yeah. they had a few good chances. There was a lot of chances for both teams, and then kind of a breakout in nothing. And uh, a shot that I think Laris should have done better with. It almost hit him in the face, though, didn't it? Yeah, and Messi is there to knock it in, and they clear it, and the referee says it was over the line, and we checked them for an offside. It was very tight, I have to say. He was on side, Was yeah. but it was really,
1: really tight. He was close. He's definitely. Onside. I mean, you're
0: talking about. You know, half a second later, if that pass goes half a second later, he's offside. Yeah, yeah. And um, but very tight. He wasn't offside though. He hits the shot. Like I said, hits Larice kind of in the face. Who should have done better with it. Messi is there to tap it in from about three yards out. And um, I thought some of the commentary on it was a bit ridiculous, talking about how great it was for Messi. What are you on? I was watching it on the BBC. Oh yeah, and um, they went a little bit over the top for that for that Argentina goal and Messi. Like, yes, Messi had a part in the build-up. Messi had a good game, very good game in fact. Uh, but you know, it was a tapping from three yards out. It wasn't the greatest goal he's ever scored in his career. Um, oh, oh. Most important, maybe, but not the greatest.
1: And then the next thing as well. I don't. I don't think it was a penalty. It was a very harsh penalty. I thought. It was, but, but then again, though no, he shouldn't have been on the pitch either. The guy that no, handed... on
0: a minute, he should have been off at that stage. And yeah. um, you also can't stick your hand in the air like that. Yeah, like I, 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 agree with you. I think it's harsh because the ball's traveling at such speed. Yeah, but you know, if your hand is over your head and the ball hits it, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, and what I thought was funny in the commentary that too, they were like, "Oh, the referee, he's given the handball. He's given a free kick." I was like a free kick. He was about five yards inside his own box. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I was about to get, you know, you know, a bit upset at the referee. But it turned out the commentators were just wrong, and he had given a penalty, and not a free kick. Because so okay. I was like, he's he's about five yards inside his box. How he mm-hmm. they giving a free kick? Uh, but anyway, penalty. Mbappe stepped up again to take a second one. We saw what happened with Harry Kane when he had to take two in one game. Uh, but Mbappe no problem again, tucks it away to get the first trick. well the second Patrick ever in the World Cup final, equaling Jeff Hurst, who obviously did it in 1966, so that's right at the end, but then what a chance France had to win it at the end yeah, that's a it... great save by Emi uh, by Martinez, comes out to block down the shot
1: uh, Yeah,
0: that's... I don't know who it was I don't know, was it Adam Endy? Um, I, I'm not sure exactly who was, yeah. but almost as good as the save as the rebound is about to fall to a French player. An Argentinian defender just oh, gets yeah. his head on the ball.
1: Yeah, it was like some United or the other guy to use. Yeah,
0: I can't remember who it was, but my god, that was as great as the save was. That header was so important.
1: Just there, was to... just speaking of something there, because you said last minute, I, I forgot about it in 90 minutes. Yeah, uh, France. Got robbed by the ref because there was a foul and they were true. Yeah, and the referee called it back because why did you did you see that? You know what I'm on about? Yes, yes, yes. They were on the break.
0: Uh, Kingsley Coleman had been brought down, but he got back to his feet and kept running with the ball. Yeah, and it was were. like three on two. Yeah, and the referee called it back for the foul rather than yeah. letting them play. I don't I don't hey. understand that at all. Yeah. There was also the cross from Mbappé that Coleman missed by a centimetre. And any touch on that at all at the end. And it was a goal. Yeah. Um, France were very unlucky, it has to be said. But then again, France didn't start playing until there was about 10 minutes left. Yeah. Um, and then penalty, shootout. Um, I'm one that I love when players mess around on the pitch and you know all the shithousery and that. I yeah. think you have to be, if it's a penalty shootout, I think a referee, when Martinez starts doing his antics, I think as a ref, you book him straight away and you tell him you do that again, I'm sending you off and you're not in the shootout anymore. Because I think it's extremely unsporting. I don't think there's anything clever or funny about it. No. I think it's absolutely just very, very unprofessional and unsporting to do things like he was doing. And I, I think a referee's need to... I think the... Like uh, whether it's UEFA, FIFA, whoever, I think they need to now come out with a rule that if a goalkeeper does anything other than just stand on his line for the penalty shootout, he gets sent off, and yeah. they'll have to put a player in goal. Um, I, I, I just think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's, it's, it's a good part of the game. And I think every time we get a penalty these days, no matter what it is, there's way too much of people stamping on the penalty spot, surrounding the referee and the player, and you know <laughs> it's all a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, anyway, that aside, penalties weren't great. And I know um you make comparisons to Saka and I'm asking the young fella to step up and uh, take a very pressure penalty. Yeah, it's a weird choice. Like Kingsley Coleman came up and missed his one, which was fair enough. Um I don't know why Kingsley Coleman was taking a penalty, because I as soon as the shootout started, I said to Claire, I said, I really hope Coleman doesn't take a penalty because I just had no confidence he was gonna score it.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he misses. Argentina's get their second one, so it's two one, and now there's real pressure on the penalty.
1: Yeah, for France,
0: exactly. and they send the young fellow up to take. Him. I don't. I don't understand it. Like it was a weird choice. Uh um... yeah. you've you've a lot of senior players there. Now I know Griezmann was off the pitch at that stage in a few other, but you had a lot of senior players still there.
1: Yeah,
0: who should be like, I'll take one. Yeah. you know, um, yeah. I don't know how good the likes of ran, and them are at taking penalties.
1: But yeah, they, I know. They, I know. they
0: should be the ones stepping up and saying, Look, you know, put it on my shoulders or what have you. More senior pros. Uh, un, very unlucky. Terrible penalty by him, it has to be said. Firing it wide. Yeah. And um, I thought Aris should have saved one of the penalties. I thought he was very poor getting yeah. to it. Um, the penalty, penalty was very poor. He should have saved that one. He should have saved another one with his feet. And he probably should have saved the third one, where he just didn't stick his hand out fully for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe hit money on Argentina to win the World Cup. (laughs) Um, I doubt it. That's a joke, by the way. If anyone thinks I'm I'm being serious, (laughs) I
1: know. Yeah, but
0: he, but he, um, but yeah, I I thought he could have got to at least three of the Argentinian penalties. But fair play, and as Adam pointed out, had it not been for a a Frenchman and Neil Unpay. Um, jumping into Bernd Leno for Arsenal in that COVID season and doing uh, Leno's knee, where it meant Martinez had to come, play for Arsenal, go on a great run in the Premier League with Arsenal, win the FA Cup with Arsenal, get his move to Aston Villa, and then become Argentina's number one um, in that time as well, because he was now playing in Premier League every week as well for Arsenal, and then Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, you know, Had it not been for a Frenchman, Emi mean, Martinez might not have been in goal for Argentina for this World Cup, and who knows what would have happened then. Mm-hmm. Um. overall as a tournament for Argentina I thought they had an awful lot of luck I know yeah. they say you need luck to win a tournament I thought they got an awful lot of luck the I first, think they got a... it the first yeah. game yeah. they lost the first game yeah. they did well then to get out of the group but I thought then in the knockout stages I thought the referee for the Holland game was atrocious I think he gave Holland nothing Yeah. Um. I thought they got a very soft penalty in the semi-final okay. uh, from the goalkeeper, that one. Uh, you know Modric wasn't happy about it either. Probably a penalty? Yeah, maybe. But it's a very soft one. And I think throughout the whole tournament, they got a lot of the 50-50s going for them. I really do. On top of that, France, I say all credit to them and they Deschamps, Deschamps change things. Like build up to the final, France had a massive virus going through the camp. A lot of their players were sick, mm. couldn't prepare properly for the final, and it kind of showed. Um, yeah. but I thought it was
1: very brave to make changes as early as he did, because uh, clearly a few of the players were struggling. They really were, and the thing is, like, if I don't, I, if he doesn't make those changes, I take 3-0. Yeah, yeah, and. So Argentina get a bit of luck
0: there as well in that the France camp goes down with an illness a few days before the final. Yeah. Um, you know. But on top of that, France, if you think as well, they have the world player of the year out injured.
1: Yeah.
0: They're two starting midfielders out injured. And So Argentina got a bit of luck that way as well in that France were missing three key players for the whole tournament.
1: They really were. Yeah. And the, and the and they're missing Pogba and Kante, they're two starters. Yeah, Pogba
0: Pogba and Kante and then Benzema up front. And I thought Giroud had a great tournament. He did. But Benzema is a different class of player altogether. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. And I, I, I just think I just think with France, um, I thought they had a great tournament given everything that happened. <sighs> um, will Deschamps stay on? I hope he does, because I think he's they say he is. Yeah, on. I think it's very underrated. Yeah. Um I suppose in other people staying on, what do you make of Gareth Southgate uh, staying on with England?
1: Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird choice, but we were talking about it recently, who's there to replace him? Yeah, yeah that- and that, that I think is part of it is who's going to
0: replace him because the obvious choice is Graham Potter, but he's just gone to Chelsea. Well,
1: Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe, Graham Potter, uh yeah. the kind of ones. But again, Howe's not going to leave Newcastle. Potter's and not going to leave Chelsea. Not an outsider. Yeah.
0: But again, are they going to go with Northern oh, Irishman to manage not. England? They're not. But... Um, but again, yeah, I think so. And I think, look, Southgate, I think he's not the best manager in the world. But the players seem to respond to him. And I yeah. think he had a better World Cup than he did in the Euros.
1: Yeah. um, The last World Cup, obviously, they were very unlucky. Um.
0: Yeah. Um very unlucky in the last World Cup, obviously. But again, but yeah, I, think, I think they've been very lucky sometimes in the draws they've gotten as well.
1: Yeah, no, I don't.
0: That said, I think England need to be, whatever about the Euros, they really need someone that they believe in for the next World and Cup. I think, and I think he's the only man they believe in right now. So, good. because they're whatever about how frightening Mbappe and all them are going to be in the next World Cup, England are going to have a scary team for the next World Cup. Hey.
1: Is really... They
0: have so many good young players at the moment that are going to be in their mid twenties when the next World Cup comes along.
1: They really, uh, uh, frightening.
0: You know, it is when you think about like what Calvin Phillips? How young is he? You know, Bellingham, Saka. You know, what's Rashford now? 26
1: Yeah, he'll be like twenty nine when the next one comes. Yeah, that's
0: what I mean. He'll be back, he'll be right in his prime, you know. Yeah. As well, you know, it's 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 going to be frightening. Um, you know, their goalkeepers were all. In around roughly the same age, I think they'll all be like in their early thirties, which is like the prime age for a goalkeeper, you'd say. Yeah. Um, it it's terrifying, really. Uh, it, it, you think of the players they're missing, like Rhys James, who was missing. Obviously, Trent is still very young. Ah, uh, oh, it's it's frightening. Team England have coming through, really is. Um, but there's that. a lot of teams like that, and it's it's how good the players will be in four years' time, I suppose. Um.
1: Anything else you want to talk about the final before we move on to New York uh, just, just how much it meant to Mbappé and how devastated he looks. Uh yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I mean he's he's
0: the more I watch him, you see the thing is I watch I watch French football, so I watch it a lot. Yeah. But because the teams he's often playing against aren't what you consider the best, it's like, yeah, he's really good, but like you know, he's not against the best players in the world. But then he does it in Champions League every now and then as well. Yeah. But I mean, his pace is frightening.
1: Yeah, no, you're spot on. I that... mean, he
0: went on some runs today where you're like, I don't know how he's done that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Where he's like, seems like he has no space and suddenly he's past three players. Yeah. And you're, you have like no idea how the ball is still at his feet. You're like the camera can't even follow him. I know, it's, yeah. it's just like there's three players around him, and suddenly he's inside in the box, and you're like, "What? What did he just do?"
1: Yeah, incredible, I right, Isn't it?
0: Um, he's it frightening. Right. He must be so frightening when he's running at you. Yeah. Um, but then again, I suppose yeah, like you said, very very upset, but he'll be back, I'm sure. Um, and I think he's going to be in a lot of finals. Um, he really reminds me of Thierry Henry in the way he yeah. plays. Oh,
1: he's that good, yeah. He,
0: oh, yeah. He has that kind of pace and power and just ability to run with the ball at his feet. Um, Yeah, it's frightening. And, like, yeah, I mean, if he goes on to have a career like Henri, it'd be something. But I think he's going to go on and be better again than oh, that.
1: He's going to be the um, best ever player, I'd say.
0: It, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Because we talk about Giroud being their all time leading goal scorer. Mbappe is already closing on him. Yeah. Uh frightening. And only the second person ever in the World Cup final yeah. to score a hat
1: trick. Yeah. Uh, God, did that, it, it, it's it. Amazing actually, to think that what has been sixty six since the last hat trick. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, the last and only one since. So Jeff Hurst now has to share that accolade with uh with Killian Mbappe. <laughs> uh, you know, so you think yeah. Messi possibly could have had a hat trick. There was a great block. he beautiful touch in, in the I think it was in the first half. Yeah. No, it was in the second half. Messi got through, he, a beautiful touch set himself up and um, I think it was when Campo came in. No, wasn't it wasn't in Campo. Uh, who was it? Somebody came in anyway, got a tiny touch on the ball and just put him off and he sliced the shot wide. <laughs> um, can't, I can't remember
1: who it was but there I we remember. go anyway.
0: Anything else to say about the final?
1: Uh, just that it was very, very good and the main thing that I remember Messi winning, but... uh, Oh, there's one thing, actually, that was in my head. Um, This also has the most goals ever for a World Cup. What's that? This World Cup is the most goals ever scored. uh, Yeah. Yeah. in In the history of the World Cup.
0: Yeah, worst defending ever in the World Cup. That said, when we say most goals ever scored in the World Cup, you're talking about the last however many World Cups realistically. Because they obviously have expanded the World Cup in recent years. And it's more teams in than then. it than ever before. So you're yeah. going to have more goals because you have more games. Yeah. And then it's gonna happen
1: again because they're expanding it again, I'm hearing. E-
0: exactly, exactly. So as as great as it is to have the most goals ever, it's kinda of the most goals ever out of like the last four or five World Cups or whatever it was since yeah, the yeah. last. and you know, so it's it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. It's not the you know. Um, but they like to say that because they obviously want the World Cup. People talk about it as being a success. I yeah. think on the pitch it was a bit of a success. I think there obviously stuff going on off the pitch that's a bit iffy. And um, I thought though one of the things I will say, I thought the standard of refereeing was atrocious in this World Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
0: Um, and I think it's an issue globally, not just in international
1: football. I think in club football, it I think the league and the Premier League almost weekly. So
0: yeah, I think. I think something needs to be done about referees. I think if you're going to trust technology, you have to be brutal with the referees.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: cannot, cannot, cannot be afraid to overrule a referee's decision, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. And I, I, I think they should be bringing in people who run video replays in rugby, and they should be talking to them how they do it. Because I, I do watch rugby... And I think the way that video officiating in rugby works is outstanding.
1: Yeah. Oh so well. The fact that
0: you can hear it on TV as well. So you know exactly what's being said.
1: Yeah.
0: And what they're talking about.
1: And it's done very quickly as well, by the way.
0: Done very quickly, but also the video official will tell the ref, look, you're after missing a foul. You're after missing a whatever. You're after doing this. Or the ref will say, Look. I thought that was the goal, but I'm a little unsure about this. What do you think? And your man will look at it and he'll say, "You know, I think that's the way it should work. I, I think, I think you need to take the ego out of the referees. I think they need to be okay with being wrong and being wrong a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, and not being afraid to be wrong. Because in rugby, you don't say, "Oh, the ref got it wrong," if like he gives a try and then the video official says it was a knock on, or the ref doesn't give a try and video official says it was a try. No one afterwards says, oh, the ref got that wrong. They said, oh, no, the officiating crew got it right in the end. Yeah. You know, and it should be taking that pressure off a referee and just saying, look, we're working as one crew.
1: Yeah, You
0: know, and between exactly. us, we'll get it right.
1: Exactly. Right,
0: so if the ref makes a wrong call on the pitch, I think it doesn't matter if the ref makes 20 wrong calls on the pitch as long as they're all right in the end and not being afraid to make, you know, say, oh, the ref got 20 calls wrong.
1: That's it. Exactly
0: yeah, i I just you know uh, I, I think it it does because what's happening is it's inconsistent,
1: yeah,
0: something is a foul in one game that's not a foul in the next game, yeah. and and that annoys fans, and it annoys the players more than anything else. If yeah. you know this is a foul, and every time it's done, it's going to be a free kick, or every time you do this, it's going to be a penalty. Or every time this happens, you're offside, or every time, you know, in terms of phases of play. If it's consistent all the time, people will accept it. Yeah. But it's when it's, you know, three games have three of the exact same decisions, but they're all different, you know, and the referees are three of the exact same incidents, but they're all refereed differently. That's that's where it drives people nuts. It? Yeah. Um, and that's not to, you know, say, It doesn't happen anywhere other than in the World Cup, but the World Cup is obviously the biggest stage of all. And, yeah, it's kind of silly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's all I have to say about the final. Anything else from you? I think that's pretty much... I think we got there at the end. Uh, It was a great game. Um, Not going to be remembered as an amazing game people talk about, but it was. It was exciting at the end.
0: It was. The... Extra time in that last ten minutes were exciting. Yeah, um, and I am happy. Messi's won the World Cup as much as I uh, think Argentina have, you know, had a lot of luck. Is the best yeah. way of putting it. I am happy that Messi gets his hand on the title because you know he dragged them to that final. He did. Um, looking and at the that, stats there, he scored in every single round. Yeah, I think he's the only player to ever do that at a World Cup.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, you know, and you know, you have to give credit to him and. I think it's going to be very hard and this is something to talk about for some of the players that are coming back so as much as we talk about oh McAllister's you know, going to go somewhere in the summer and, and all that and you know we talk about the players getting knocked out and the disappointment Yeah. you know yeah. Does Alexis McAllister now come back to Brighton and play Charlton in the League Cup or whatever Um, you know what I mean as in that's gonna be such a come down. I don't think he's gonna play a charge in the League Cup, by the way. I don't think he's yeah. gonna be in the squad yeah. for that one. But but you know what I mean? He's yeah, now gotta come back and play those kind of games.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and I remember, because I'm an Arsenal fan, when Germany won the World Cup in the summer,
1: <laughs>
0: um Ozil and Mertesacker found it very hard to get going following season.
1: Yeah, no, you're because right.
0: Because you're coming off the high of winning the World Cup. And now you're playing on a fucking muddy pitch in the FA Cup third round or something. Yeah. Um, and it's very hard to motivate yourself now to get up for those games. And even worse, I think, this time because you're coming straight back into it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I
0: think it's going to be very, very hard for um, the likes of Emily Martinez, the likes of McAllister, um, you know, maybe even Martinez at United. It's going to be interesting to see how they adapt. Yeah. After win yeah. the World Cup, obviously. The players that lost the final, it's going to be likewise tough for them. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just going to be so hard, I think, for them, because when the World Cup is is the biggest thing a player can win their career.
1: Yeah.
0: It happens only every four years. No matter what you think of any other club tournament, the World Cup only happens every four well,
1: years. I re- I'm realistic, a realistic player only gets to play there two, three times.
0: Yeah. So it is the greatest thing a player can win. It really is. Yeah. And um, the legendary thing to win. So, if you've now won the World Cup, it's very hard, I would say, to get yourself motivated to go back and play in the Premier League. As yeah. professional as they are, mentally, it's going to be a tricky thing to do.
1: It could take a few weeks for, to get back and run again, anyway, for sure.
0: You know, but that said, I'm sure they'd rather win the World Cup than lose in the final. So, but there you go. Delighted yeah. for Messi. So, will we have a little chat? So, about uh, the team the in the tournament, if you have your team in the tournament, I don't know if you do or not.
1: Uh I had a kind of a brief one, but it wasn't. I say I say we're pretty similar. Pretty similar. Maybe, maybe.
0: I, I went with a four-three three because that's the system I like to play anyway. Yeah. Um that's and so this hard team hard. would be a disaster in midfield. I'm gonna say that now um okay. because of the players I picked in midfield. But whatever. So for me in goal I picked Bono, the Moroccan goalkeeper. I just thought great tournament. His two penalty saves against Spain in the shootout. Yeah, right, uh, another Moroccan at right back in Hakimi. Yeah, uh, I thought Adamendi was very good for Argentina, so I put him in the center back.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Garvidal from Croatia, I put in next to him on center back, yeah, because even though I didn't think he had a great semi final, yeah. I thought the rest of his tournament was very good. And then I found it really hard to pick a left back that I thought was good in this tournament because I didn't think Argentina's left back was great I didn't think Hernandez was great for France so I went with my hometown guy I just went with Daley Blind because I thought he had a very good tournament for Holland uh, so
1: left, I went backs, with Daly. left backs are very very tough I, even when I was looking you for... know,
0: I mean you could even say Luke Shaw had a great tournament at left back but yeah. I went with Daley Blind yeah. uh,
1: then my three in midfield
0: were um, Amrabat of Morocco who I thought was just outstanding I went yeah. with McAllister who we've talked about already Yeah and uh, Griezmann in midfield as well, because I thought he had a great tournament for France, other than the final. I thought he was a bit off it tonight. Yeah. Um, and up front, my three up front was tough. Now, I will say I put Griezmann in there, very close to putting in Bruno fernandes because I thought Bruno fernandes had a great tournament as well.
1: Yeah, I think if he went to the next round then he could have really showed something. Yeah, I, 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 I do. So, you know, like I said, left-back was kind
0: of a toss-up between a few players and I went with Taylor Blin. And likewise, uh, in my midfield three, I think I put in Griezmann because I thought he was very good against England, especially. <clears> but <throat> I think Bruno Fernandez actually had a very, very good tournament, especially with everything that was going on around Ronaldo and Portugal camp. I thought Fernandez was great. Yeah. Um, up front, I went with Messi on one side and Bappe on the other. And I went with Alvarez in the middle because I thought uh, Martinez, who I know you were not a big fan of, not uh, that's Martinez not at Inter. That's the Tarno Martinez, the interest Not In the, yeah, yeah, the,
1: the final, he was very poor.
0: Yeah. And he um, he started for Argentina against Saudi Arabia. But I think Alvarez, when he came in, he offered something different to Argentina. And I think he had a great tournament for such a youngster. Yeah. Um, now, I will say Giroud is the other one that I could have easily put in there as the first strike. Because again, Giroud had a great tournament uh, as a final aside. Um, so that was my team anyway. I don't know if you change uh-huh. any of those. Uh-huh.
1: I suppose the goalkeeper, the Croatian keeper. Croatian keeper was very good. He he, there was a few tough calls in there. Yeah, I he suppose. Again, well. again, I would have had similar like Hakimi, Garbadal. Yeah. But I, 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 I in the center. Hard to know. Very hard to know. Like, yeah. I like. I
0: thought Adamendi was great, but I, again, Romero was very good for Argentina. He was also very good. Who's that? Sice. Yeah, Sais was brilliant as well. You know, um, I I probably. Probably shouldn't have played in that um that last game. He was clearly injured.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think Sice. um, and yeah, then I couldn't. The it's the Croatian lad as well. You know, yeah. Sosa. Yeah. He was very good when he was playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very hard. Absolutely. to play. Like I was trying to pick. I'm like you. Like I was looking through. I'm like left backs. Duh. There's no one I would say was brilliant left-back. A, no, like, yeah. I picked Daley
0: blind but I wouldn't say Daley blind set the tournament alight. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. So, France were playing
1: Cameragga left-back at one point.
0: Yeah, and, like, Hernandez came in for Hernandez, and yeah. I, he was the weakest player in their team. Like, he's he was their weak link for a lot of the tournament. Yeah. Um, really decent in the final, I have to say, up against Messi for the most part. But I didn't think he was brilliant all-tournament. It's really it. hard to find a good left back. Like if someone said to me Luke Shaw was the best left back at the World Cup in terms of his performance, I'd find it hard to say, no, he wasn't.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, oh, no, I agree with you. Uh, in the midfield, I'd, again, Griezmann was just, he do you know what? He went very underrated and he was very did a great job um, through yeah. the whole um, Amor Amaras, again, was amazing. Unbelievable. And Jude Bellingham as well. Bellingham uh, was a good one, yeah. Yeah. Just again for me, I just
0: had I just had to put in McAllister because I just thought, yeah, 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 just for his performance in the final. Whatever about the rest of the tournament,
1: I mean, fight.
0: I assume they gave Messi man of the match, but it should have been
1: McAllister. The same forward line as you, but I put in Giroud instead. Yeah,
0: it it was hard to 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 pick Alvarez over everybody his I age suppose... and everything. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think that was a tough call for me to. It was either going to be one out of the two of them anyway because yeah, yeah
1: it was always tough.
0: You know I don't think Harry Kane did
1: enough. No, I don't think enough. Neymar really did enough. No, none of the Brazilian has. were right, I could um,
0: No, um, no, not really. I think Casemiro had a decent tournament, if not a great tournament for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know I thought as well. Like, I think I think the players really unlucky to not get in the team are the likes of like I thought Saka had a great tournament for England. But I mean, you're not picking them over Messi,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: you, you know what I mean. And uh, I think there was a few good wide players, like Zhi, I thought was really, really good as well. But again, you're not picking them over Messi. Gakpo no. had a decent tournament, but you're not picking them over Messi.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And um, so I think there's a lot of right wingers that played very well, but for me, Messi is like above them all in this tournament. So yeah, it wasn't going to be easy to pick. So there are teams I can't argue with them, with any of the ones that you picked, um. Yeah. Because they did all all have good tournaments and I think like for everything, like delighted that Messi did what he did, that he got to win it in the end. Um but for me still Morocco are like the story of this tournament. I mean
1: Yeah, I suppose you could talk with shocks as well. Um Morocco itself is the biggest shock of the World Cup. Uh, yeah, I think they've just done so well. So so well.
0: And I think France deserves a lot of credit. I like given the injuries we talked about. And yeah. most teams, when they're defending their World Cup title, get knocked out in the group stages in recent times. Yeah, yeah, Um, you don't go to back-to-back finals. It's very rare.
1: Very, very, very um, rare. Right yeah. No, you're
0: right. I know Argentina and, and West Germany actually played each other in back-to-back finals, um, in '86 and in '90. But it's it's just so so rare. Argentina have won the World Cup now for the third time. Yeah. Um, last time that happened they let Brazil keep the trophy and they made a new one
1: okay might happen again
0: so will they do that again who knows will we have a new World Cup trophy for the the next World Cup in US, Canada and Mexico
1: okay. um, yeah. who just, knows who speaking knows? of all those not, FIFA FIFA. know speaking of those three places FIFA are saying today they want to go eight years time they want to back and with the World Cup so no no <laughs> yeah, they won't. That's because they probably want to play it in Saudi Arabia. That's the thing. I I think uh,
0: that's why. Um, that's why they want it there because they want it in Saudi Arabia. I think. I think the World Cup, like I said, after the US, I think the one eight-year time, I think it has to go to North Africa. I think that's where it should be. Um, yeah, you know yeah. Morocco, such a great story in this World Cup. I think they should be the host nation of the World Cup, um, with Algeria or with Tunisia. I yeah. think that's that's where it should go to next. If FIFA then want to move it elsewhere, I think after that you go to Australia and New Zealand. And then if you want to go back to Europe and then maybe back to the Middle East again if you want to do it that way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I, that's the way I do it. I'd have 20... Um, what would it be? 2030? I would have that in Morocco. Yeah. I'd have 2034 in Australia and New Zealand. I'd have 2038, possibly in England. Yeah. And then if you wanted to go 2042 back to Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that, I I wouldn't have an issue with it then. But um, I think you've got to start moving it around the world uh, more um, than they have traditionally. But possibly then after Saudi Arabia, I think you've got to go back to South America, then to Argentina or Brazil or wherever, Chile, Peru, wherever you want to go with it. Yeah, uh, That's just me. I'm not FIFA. I don't get paid. You know, backhanders to decide where the world cup is going to be, <coughs> yeah. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on who they give it to next yeah. because okay. of all the especially the dodginess if, around the awarding of the anywhere, last two world
1: Cups. If it's anywhere outside of Europe, they're
0: going to get hit, they will, but again, like I said, I, I don't have any issue with it going to North Africa yeah. or to South America. Okay. I think South America, because Brazil was not that long ago, might be a bit... I think Saudi Arabia will yeah. really people off. I think it would. I think to have two in the Middle East within the space of three World Cups would be a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I I, I I, don't think that's something that should happen. I'm not
1: saying it should never happen. I'm just saying I don't think it should happen so soon That's again. so soon, yeah. Like, you'd be talking, like, 2030 or whatever, or 40. 2030, 20, 2040-odd, 20,
0: 2042, I think. Yeah. 2030... Maybe twenty thirty eight or twenty forty two. I think yeah, if yeah. you want to go back there, yeah. I think you've got to give it a good three four World Cups time, and um, not two World Cups time.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I do think Australia, and New Zealand, I especially in the fact they're hosting the Women's World Cup next year. I think if that goes off without a hitch, I think that's then they should be looking at the twenty thirty four World Cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then twenty thirty eight. That's where you can either go back to Europe or you can go back to the Middle East. Um Either or or South America, depending on on how it goes. But anyway, that that's just what I think anyway.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, highlights. Are there any other highlights of the World Cup for you? Uh, I suppose actually losing the first game was a massive shock. Um. Yeah. Japan actually, Japan was something I wanted to mention because yeah, I thought if they were going to take a penalty, they would have went a lot further than they did. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There was an awful lot of penalties in this World Cup, wasn't there? Not just on penalty shootouts. There's always penalty oh, shootouts general, in World Yeah, Cup. You mean, like there was general penalties. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought we were just not very good at penalty taking. I, I guess, guess do not take them much. Yeah.
0: I also thought all the penalty shootouts that we had were pretty poor. Yeah. There was no exciting penalty shootouts. They no. all seemed to be one team would miss two or three of their first four penalties. There was no I I don't think any shootout went to sudden death.
1: No. I didn't see any. Um
0: yeah, I don't know. It was just
1: Yeah. For me it was a little,
0: you know, uh wasn't, you know, I thought it was a decent World Cup. I I certainly don't think it's the greatest World Cup of all time.
1: Oh, um, this, it's
0: no, it's not. It's it's you know, it's recent memory and its recency bias. You know, it's the one we've just seen. Yeah. Um you know, I, I I don't think it is for me. It's not the best World Cup I've seen, that's for sure. Exactly. Um had some good matches in it, but like you said, I don't think we had a good first half the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um and people will talk about yes. this final and what a final and wow what a was but like like we've already talked about, three all in a final, you'll take that every time because World Cup finals are generally boring.
1: Yeah.
0: But it was really the last ten minutes an extra time. That yeah, was exactly, exciting. Exactly. Like, nobody can tell me with a straight face that the first eighty minutes were a good game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And France didn't even have a shot, as we talked about earlier. Yeah.
0: Like no one can tell me those first eighty minutes it was a good match. It wasn't.
1: Yeah. I, start, you know? I might start trolling people that I know that say say it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is the greatest World Cup ever. Yeah, I was going to say since uh, nineteen eighty, whatever it was, <laughs> I yeah. start to start saying stuff on their posts because. Yeah. There's people since there. There are people there I know who never watched football in their life, this yeah. is the greatest football. Yeah,
0: man. yeah, yeah. The greatest World Cup final since uh, since Brazil beat uh, Sweden in nineteen fifty eight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. No, it was it was good. It was. I think as far as World Cup finals goes, it was it was a good one. I think France Italy was a decent World Cup final.
1: Yeah, I no, I remember that one being good. I think did ninety eight, was it nineteen ninety eight was good? Ninety eight
0: was kind of destroyed because of whatever happened to Ronaldo. That whole did he have a seizure? Was he fit? What happened? He oh, wasn't in the starting lineup, then he was in the starting lineup. Then I get yeah. Then Zidane got those two headed goals and then, you know, uh, Vier and Petit, two Arsenal midfielders at the time combined, to get yeah. the third goal for France. Um it was slightly spoiled. And then the next World Cup, the one in 2002, was just a bizarre World Cup. It was really weird. Yeah. I mean, people think it's mental. Ireland could have won that World Cup.
1: Yeah, yeah they're not that good team. Like, there wasn't many good teams. There was teams. very, very poor teams in that World Cup.
0: Ireland lost to Spain on, on penalties. And had they gone through there, I think they'd have probably had. So Korea, uh, South Korea. <laughs> South Korea.
1: Yeah, you
0: know? yeah And... Germany, who went all the way to the final on the basis of their goalkeeper was just in outstanding form, and then eventually met the one good team that were at that World Cup, which was Brazil, who were genuinely decent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, it was that was an awful World Cup two thousand two. A um, bit of excitement, I suppose, for us because Ireland were in it. Yeah. But uh the quality of the games were terrible. And, you know, if you want to talk about dodgy hometown decisions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um is run in that tournament was certainly a bit iffy to say the least. Yeah, uh, but there you go. Uh, yeah, you know, World Cup finals. There's not been too many great ones, and like I said, I think I think the excitement of this when it's just over and it's been penalties and you goals in extra time and you the team coming back from two 0 down. And I think there's excitement in it, but realistically, like I think most football fans who after the game we're probably like that was amazing what a game this is you know because it's it's it was but with the last 10 minutes and extra time the yeah. first 80 minutes were pretty awful
1: that's it uh, but but there you go anything else to add before we before we go that's it really i think it's just it's not it's not the worst world cup it's not the best world cup that, exactly what... exactly <clears throat> and i think I I I think it's a
0: nice story in in the end for Messi to win it. and Kind yeah. of what's going to be his last hurrah. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I don't think he's going to do what I I said he should do if he won it, which was you know throw his boots into the into the stand and just walk away and retire, uh-huh. um from football completely, um just leave the stadium, fly back to Argentina and don't say a word, um and just never show up for training on on whatever he's doing at PSG, and just never talk to anyone again, just retire and become a hermit. Um, and yeah. I don't think he's going to do that but it would be amazing if he did if, it, if that was the last we ever see of Messi in any shape or form uh, it was him winning the World Cup and you can't even find him anymore he's disappeared off the face of the earth um, but that's not going to happen uh, yeah I think it's a strange one we'll be back I suppose when it comes to major tournament ones we'll probably do a European Championship one in 18 months time yeah, we'll be back yeah. tomorrow night.
1: I think is on. All...
0: But yeah, but for people who do need us sooner than that, we will be back tomorrow night. Talking about the championship, and there were some mad games in that weekend. Yeah, Sadly, yeah. one called off today. Um, yeah, between Luton and Millwall. Uh, so we're yeah, not going to be yeah, talking
1: about over the weekends.
0: But a few mad results and a, a few talking points as well to bring up tomorrow. So make sure you tune in tomorrow night for that one. Yeah, uh, because again, there was uh, a few iffy ones. And, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we could be seeing a few managers change
1: again <laughs> uh,
0: relatively soon, um, potentially Norwich being one of them. So we'll wait and see. Uh, anyway, that'll be for tomorrow night. There's some, there's definitely some um, some talking points. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks to everyone for staying with us throughout the whole World Cup. Um, JP, who joined us for one of the episodes, he might be doing something special for it as well. That we'll put up on the channel. So uh, make sure you keep listening to the channel for that. And in the meantime, thanks everyone for listening and supporting us and that kind of thing. And we will talk to those of you who tune in to our regular show tomorrow.